The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. So we'll just move on to our next topic here on the Garden Report. <laughs> and that was talking been, Luke. Yeah, which was, we had been talking. Oh, did you guys just get here? Hey, guys. What's going Hello. on? If you guys are just logging on or signing on now, you just missed the cornet portion of the show. I, I thought I thought we were on. That's it. I thought we were on. I thought we were on. Sorry, yeah, guys. What happened? Anyways. It's my bad. Glitchy. We'll go to the second part of the show now. Celtics win 124-114. And that's it. That's what we got. Luke played KP. Luke played KP off the floor tonight. That's what that's what the story of tonight's here. How many words? I'll put it this way. How many words is Bobby's cornet piece for tomorrow going to be? The old under should be six hundred. A little it's Sunday, way over. I'm telling you, it's gonna be like twenty seven hundred <laughs> words. It's gonna, you know, right? It's gonna, it's gonna start. It, it's start gonna be a like, running diary of Luke's Luke's day in New York today. Yeah, all all looked lost for the Celtics <laughs> in Brooklyn. Yeah, you know, Joe this Mizzoula, is why Luke should start. A frantic Joe Missoula, eyes darting <laughs> under his uh, blue blocker glasses, up and down the bench <laughs> looking for a solution. And then As he the, settled it. Then, he, then his gaze met that of seven foot two yeah. Luke Cornett. As the get, sun set in, get Brooklyn. in, Luke. He said, "Yeah." <laughs> A seven foot specimen walking down the sidewalks of Brooklyn knew <laughs> that tonight was going to be his night. He was yeah. ready for the call. Yeah, yeah no, it, it's sad but true. Unfortunately, we will be getting limit squares for everyone. Limit squares for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, Luke yep. Cornett. It is. It's a Lemon Square kind of night, but you know, it is I a guess, Lemon like, Square. It's a Saturday night. Lemon Squares are flying. The boys are. Uh, the boys are good. We're gonna have a packed house tonight. I will see. How about, about that, that on a Saturday night? We'll see about that. Let's get let's get moving, guys. Before we start saying anything that matters, um, we'll uh, we'll we'll let the room fill up. Let's see who's Five with us here on a. See who's with us here on a Saturday night as we talk about the Celtics going to five and zero. Still the only now, still the only undefeated team in the NBA. And I think headlines for today, guys. Certainly, like this is the fear, right? What happens to them when they lose one of their six, one of their six starters, so to speak? And like, it's not even fair to compare because Brooklyn, which is an inferior team to begin with, was minus multiple rotation players themselves. Mm-hmm. So you're playing a pretty shorthanded Brooklyn team that you should be able to beat. But there was a bit of struggle here, and it's kind of like that's the first look at what's Joe going to do mixing and matching pieces when he's down a rotation player. How's he going to play it? Because what's happened through the first four games – Three starters always on the floor at the same time. Either one of the point guards, either Holiday or White, a J, and a big. And then with two bench players, you can usually get by, and those lineups can carry. Uh, you couldn't do that tonight, and things got a little bit funky. Uh, fourth I wanna, quarter. I'm going to talk about Missoula's rotations. I didn't like a couple things he did both in, both in, to, in the first and the third. Um, we'll talk about everything else that we saw tonight. We'll definitely get into Luke. We'll get into Porzingis. Um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see if we can get Felger's take on whether or not you should skip a game. Uh, if your wife is giving a generic birth to uh, one of your, <laughs> one of your children. Don't get me started. We'll see if we can get him involved in that. But, uh, uh Sherrod, I'll let you start. What, 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 what stood out to you tonight from the Celtics 
124-114 win over Brooklyn. <laughs> I mean, great, the, the, it's a great the, comment. You know, it, it, he's making it look incredibly routine, <laughs> but but Jason Tatum, at some point, we're going to have to have that J- Tatum for MVP conversation. He's yeah. making things look really easy. And, and the way that he's going about doing his business is a little bit different than we've seen in the past. I mean, him actually looking to take little guys on a block uh is a big big deal for them and i thought this was one of those games where even when they were down one they were still playing pick your poison uh because if you focus too much on on tatum you had luke cornett you had al horford making wow. good passes you had porzingis rim running looking like rob williams out there catching lobs in the first quarter jalen brown making passes that mm-hmm. are on that were on the money for for dunks i mean this is the fear I think teams have against the Celtics, the fact that you really can't. It becomes a game of whack-a-mole with them. That the, the minute you think you got one of their guys knocked out, they've got two other guys making plays. Yeah. Um, and that's it. It's a, it's a, And I left this up for Fuzzy here. Um, the uh, That's the thing. Is it's amazing how often somebody's open with this offense here. But I agree with Tatum. It's like you don't want to keep gushing, but it's different. It's an, it's an approach thing. And, you know, we got into it a little bit last game too. You know, it's just everything is more decisive, more purposeful, um, quicker. And he's just a tougher guard right now. He's getting where he wants to go easy. He is – I mean, before it would be like he'd take – I mean, this was a frustrating thing. He'd have a little guy on him and he'd set him up for the pull-up. It's like, no, man, like use the physicality and get there. And he's just getting – like his – when he's getting to the rim, he's just finishing easy now. It, it, it's definitely different. Um, and he was in his bag for kind of most of everything that he does really well. So, I mean, another just a ho-hum 30-point Tatum game. He was just good all game long. Every game we say it now, and I joked about it last show, that he's just quietly going to average 30-plus points this year and quietly win the MVP because it seems like it's a lot so much easier for him now. And that was the case – Again, tonight, um, you know, in the fourth quarter, I was texting, I think, a couple of you guys, and I was just like, you know, like this lineup, man, like I'm waiting for Joe to like put in a couple of guys that would maybe space out this Celtics lead here because the Nets, give them credit, they kept hanging around all game. You know, the the Celtics dropped 70 points at halftime, and the Nets were right there with them, you know, midway through the fourth quarter. So, um, But then Tatum kind of went into a little bit of takeover mode there in that fourth. About mm-hmm. a few minutes in, um, I, you know, he went a few possessions without really being involved, and then I think he was just kind of like, "All right, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it a point to uh, get involved here and, and you know, make this put, you know, put this game to bed." And he did just that. I thought Holiday was great tonight too. I mean, I awesome. I have to pinch myself still that Holiday is wearing a Celtics jersey because I just feel like he's somebody that we've just watched on the Bucks for a few years, and we've just seen and. Nobody ever could have envisioned that he would have been on the Celtics. I just figured he'd just be on the Bucks until the point where he just wasn't really a factor much anymore, and then maybe he'd do a couple years somewhere else. The fact that he's still the same player, and now he's on the Celtics, and he just does so much on both ends of the court. He understands what the game needs when it needs it. And tonight I just thought he gave them what he needed. I mean, like the passing, the defense, he's always in the right spots. And again, he's not a guy that's going to light up the box score on most nights, but I get it now. Like, you know, it's, you wouldn't have known it if you, unless you were a Bucks fan or unless you were a diehard NBA fan that, you know, this guy is a huge, huge reason the Bucks won a championship. He just and, missed a triple double. I mean, yeah. yeah. 
I, you know? I mean, it's just, just. And he didn't well, shoot well, but he had a lot of in and outs on like good looks on threes, you know, and one silly scoop shot a little late in the game. But I mean, other than that, it's just like, even on a poor shooting night, his presence is, and it's the same exact thing as like, you just watch him and you're like, this guy just does everything that I think Garnett and um, Pierce on their little show that I guess they still let Pierce do despite, you know, how many times he's going to, uh, you know, <laughs> debase yeah. himself. Um, <laughs> they were gushing over White and Holiday. Like, holy man, dude! They just—they don't stop. They do everything. They do all the little things. Like they're—they're they're playing every second of every play. There's yeah. no, you know, we talk about like the the whole we thing from last year and years past. Well, we just gotta. We just gotta. Mm-hmm. And it's like. That was the thing is like it was that passenger mentality. It was like, which one of you is going to do it instead of saying, well, none of us did. Um, and we right. all have to be better. And that means everyone like Holiday and White don't allow any room for that. Like they're always doing everything. And it really does. You know, I was gushing about it the other day, too. It just sets a tone that everybody else kind of has to follow starting on the defensive end and through. But that's good. We've seen it happen. It's again, it's anybody, uh, anybody worried about what we saw here just being short. Cause this is the only potential Achilles heel from this team is that six players you trust and you don't trust anybody else. I'm out. Damn right. That is my biggest worry. I mean, and the drop off is so significant that it's enough, enough to be, it takes you from like, put it this way. I think six Celtics, I think Derek White plays tonight and they win this game by 40 and he died. I'm not saying he's worth 30 points on his own. I just think the rotations that you can play when you have those six changes the dynamic and the drop is so significant. You had multiple uh, stints tonight with uh, with two starters and three bench players, and you even started the fourth with Tatum and four bench players. And by four bench players, I mean not even Horford. So it was definitely like a look into what the other side looks like if they ever go down one one or two players or load manage or suffer any injuries. You know, it's that that that's there. Yeah, and, and a flip side to that, John, is you know not having Derek White if. Let's say Brooklyn had their usual cast of characters. I'm not sure they'd lose this game uh, if they have their full complement of players and the Celtics are down to their top five instead of the top six. doesn't mean Ben Simmons is worth, you know, 15, 20 points, but the the Celtics, they're at their absolute best when their top six are playing, and then it becomes a crapshoot when they have to go deeper than that. And this was one of those games where I, I think Celtics benefited from the fact that they were playing a team that was also shorthanded. So the Celtics, they need to get some of these games out of the way early on just so they can see what this looks like. What does it look like when you don't when you are clearly not at your best in terms of your rotation? How are you going to respond to that? Uh, Luke Cornetta, you know, we talked about him briefly, stepped up, had a really big game. But I thought, uh, you know, Sam Hauser made a couple of shots picking up you know, off of what he did, you know, the previous game when damn near everyone who stepped on the floor scored, including him. They're going to need guys like that to, to keep it going. And we haven't talked about Peyton Pritchard. And there's a reason why we haven't talked about Peyton. He was not very good tonight again. Um, but but there were enough guys who were good that we're going to focus on them. But the, the bottom line is this, this Celtics team, there is a very thin margin for error in my opinion for them to win a championship if if multiple guys are down but they can win a lot of games 
yeah. without being fully without being at full strength. There's no doubt about that. Well, Jimmy, Max, where am I gonna, Jimmy, where am I going with this? You're I I don't even want to say where you're going with this. Well, I mean, anybody, everyone knows, and it's going to be like, oh, here comes John again. But that's yep. what well, you know what it is. Um, the you uh, know what it is. No, I damn think, it, John. You know what it is. Boom, I'm, boom, I'm, boom, boom. I'm not picking on Brown. I keep yes, saying the are. same thing. I'm not. We've seen it from the. We've seen it for a while. This is this has been the Celtics issue. The 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 Tatum off the court minutes, and it was a problem before because Brown and Brown and the bench couldn't carry an offense, uh, and teams would key in on it. We'd see Milwaukee. I mean, Miami start drooling, and Spolstra would be like, "Zone it up." And the Celtics would go ice cold and 10-point leads would turn into four-point deficits. And you would just see stuff like that happen all the time. So that this is what I didn't like about Joe. I think Joe's learned enough by now to know, like, maybe don't do that. So when you're going to go three subs early, I think you can do that with a Tatum lineup. Like, I think you can go Tatum, a guard, and three subs. Or even Tatum and Pritchard with a big out there and live. But I, I think it's harder to do with a, with a, with a, with a Brown and someone else lineup because you're putting him back in that position where he's got to create everything. And it just he's not good enough with the ball in his hands to be able to do that. He's in an ideal role right now with so many people who can handle the ball and he has so much space and he's going to be open. He's going to be able to uh, find mismatches and, and, and attack aggressively. But when you put him in those lineups where it's like, all right, man, you got to carry. I never like that. And so that I think we saw that twice. Joe went to the early sub at the six-minute mark of the first and the third into that Jalen Giroux uh, three-sub lineup, and 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 things kind of that's where things stagnated a little bit. I think when they but when they do that, John, I, I think that's when Drew has to be even more ball dominant, so that Jalen is playing off of his action as opposed yeah. to doing what what we're talking about, what we we tend to see happen, where Jalen becomes the primary dominant ball handler. He is Jalen is at his best when the ball is moving. He gets it with about eight to ten seconds on the shot clock, and then has to make something happen because that way. He's leaning on his athleticism. He's leaning on the things that he does well, which is getting to the rim. And frankly, most defenders in the NBA, not all, certainly, but most defenders have a Jalen is, is, is a tough cover when he's aggressive attacking the rim. And you don't have you don't have the the benefit of him dribble, 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 dribble and then attacking. Uh, so I, I when he's out there with Drew and it's just him, Drew and, and some subs. Drew, I think, needs to be way more assertive of, of just being ball dominant and making making JB play off of the ball as opposed to just giving him the rock with like 15 seconds on the shot clock and just let him go to work. I don't think he's that that to me is when he is at his worst as a player, when you give him a ton of time and you're expecting him to do something. But you still need him to be aggressive in that half court set. And to me, the best way to do that is get him to rock with very little time on the shot clock and let him go to work. 100 percent, Gerard. And this is why. For years, some of us, I'm not going to say who, but I think we all know who we are, have been screaming to stop forcing these guys to be players that they aren't. Stop forcing Point Tatum. Stop forcing Point Brown. Let them play their natural positions and do what makes them the best. They, they can both be the best, some of the best players in the NBA by playing to their strengths. Stop making them do things that they aren't comfortable doing and that they, are, frankly, aren't good at. And that's being the point at their position. They're not that player, and Jalen Brown certainly isn't. 
We know that he can be one of the best scorers in the NBA, but not if he's given the ball, dribbling the ball up the court and trying to find his shot or trying Sometimes to Sometimes he is. Yeah. In transition, sure, but not in a half-court offense is what I'm trying to say. Well, sometimes, Jimmy, the, the thing that they do that kind of frust- that frustrates me is that they don't seem to at times recognize the difference between I'm the point guard playmaker or I'm going to take advantage of this mismatch. Because if I have a mismatch and I can ISO that mismatch, I should do that and I should be aggressive with that. I shouldn't be running the offense, look trying to seek out the mismatch because th- to me, it takes away from, to your point, it takes away from what they're at when they're at their best. Uh, and they get that confused a lot where they're looking like they're trying to be the point guard instead of just just naturally, organically taking advantage of the mismatch. Yeah. Uh, I love it when Tatum gets the ball and starts backing a guy down and gets to that elbow. And then the defense is like, okay, are we going to let him have this ISO coverage or we're going to double? And if we double, Tatum is finding the open man. And that to me, that's that's not him being a playmaker. That's simply him taking advantage of what the defensive shortcomings are based upon his ability. They don't do enough of that. Uh, and as, as great as they've been so far this year, I, I think Joe Mazzula and, and his crew, when they go back and look at film, they're seeing a lot of the stuff I think we are that they're good now, really good. But there's so many opportunities for them to be even better, which I think is the scary part about this team right now because they're playing great basketball. But there are clear moments and multiple moments where they're they're just not doing the things that 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 they're capable of doing offensively it feels like they can't be stopped defensively is going to be about effort and i felt like tonight they didn't give an a effort on defense they scored 70 points at halftime i mean it felt like you know and and what's up john no, no, no. They I got was, hot like I, the last the one, two minutes of the, of the second quarter. They got a bunch I, of those points right at I, the end. Right, I wanted to quibble with one thing, Jimmy. I am not a point Tatum guy when you have White and Holiday. I am a point Tatum guy when you're going to put him out there with the subs. Uh, and that's what I was kind of oh, advocating for. And sure. I actually thought he played okay in that position in the fourth quarter uh, before people came in there. So I don't mind it out of necessity. Sure, John, in that, in that, yeah. in that spot, sure, you want your best player on the court to have the ball when you're talking about – him, Pritchard, Cornette, Hauser, and that's all O'Shea, I'm saying. And O'Shea, yeah, 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 with the ball in his hands. And I, I actually agree with you. They didn't do that enough, actually, when it was him uh, with that lineup to start the fourth quarter. But I mean, geez, in most cases, I hope you're not going to see that lineup out there. I think you are in certain situations. But if it's the starters or if it's majority of the starters, I think you play to your strengths. No doubt. And and, and again, it's just it's remarkable, like how uh, how uh, you know it's. I mean, a good, not great game for them. They still don't shoot the ball really well from three, uh, but they get whatever they want in and around the basket. You got a poor shooting night from Holiday and Brown. You're down Derek White, uh, and mm-hmm. you still win it, you know, going away. And then this never on the felt road. Like, yeah. On the road. This never felt like this game was going to get – I mean – On the road. Yeah. This never felt like this game was going to get, you know – It was like, weird. Yeah, you were never – You never, you, the, really you never felt threatened here. No, yeah. but it was close. I think that's the that's maybe one of the biggest differences between these guys and in, in the last couple of years. This was a game that if they would have had the crew that they had a year ago, you're thinking they're going to lose by six. Yeah. They're going to find they're yeah. going to find a way to to blow this thing. It's going to be close. They're going to do they're going to have like a bad two two and a half minute stretch, and it's just going to blow the whole damn thing up. And you never got that feeling. I mean, th- there was a there was a period yeah. where they were you know they were kind of teetering a little bit, and then you know Drew Holiday knocks down wow. a shot even after he had knocked down many all game. They're uh, so and it good. Just, yeah, it just felt that, you know, yeah. they were going to figure out what they needed to do to keep Brooklyn at arm's length and not make this a, a, a game game. 
Too good. You you knew it too. When they were able to hold them off and Pritchard and Jalen were still on the bench with less than six minutes to go, it was like, yep, this is yeah. over, you know, and then they came in and they just sealed it up. Um, so, you know, they did what they had to do uh, here. You know, there was some, you know, hot shooting early from Brooklyn that kind of kept them in it. Uh, and that was about it. You know, it was, you know, the, again, they're just, the talent's going to, the, the talent's going to win out. So, always does. so many of these nights. Yeah. But you're right. You can find a way to lose certain games, some games like this. Um, and that wasn't necessarily the case tonight. Um, we do have Bobby and Joe Sway in Brooklyn. We probably going to get those guys on at one point. Bobby's definitely not. Missing Bobby's tonight. definitely coming on tonight. I There's no him, way. Yeah. <laughs> I told him Cornette talk comes in. It tw- goes from 21 to 23 minutes. Oh, We're at the 20 minute mark right now. <laughs> so if he doesn't get here in 20 minutes, he misses it. But before we do, uh, Cornette, we'll tell you a little bit about our sponsors. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel. You know it's America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Look, if you're not good at math, you, you even you know that's a good deal. I mean, I'm not good at math. and I, I know that's a good deal. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use, so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off your NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, here we go, folks. Now pay attention to this. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800 327 5050 for 24 7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1 800 GAM 1234. If you you're trying to bet the Patriots on a money line tomorrow, might yeah. be the best bet you have the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, you know, I might think about that, but I wouldn't I wouldn't bet yeah. too much on them. If you sure. don't know what you're doing, as many people don't, um, you know, and you want to you want to you want to bet a little bit more responsibly, a uh, great tool you can use here is on the screen odds are go to oddsr.com/celtics, download the app for a 30-day free trial. Odds are is not a sports book, but it helps you bet smarter using AI and machine learning. So it's basically just saying do this, not that. Because you want to do, like, I guarantee you want to do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. you want to do the dumb thing, right? And your and your eighteen parlays and your teasers and that. Don't do that. L- listen to what odds are tells you. The right. green means go. Yellow means sure. Try it. Why not? Knucklehead. Red means stop. Um, but you know, go with you the green to, bets. You need to that's fade smart, yourself. Yeah, exactly. that's where the smart money is. So check it out. oddsarecom slash Celtics. Again, uh, no reason not to try this if you are. Uh, laying any action on games and see what it has to offer. It is a 30-day free trial. Oddsar.com slash Celtics. Go right there and download uh, that app. Uh, what else do we want to talk about today, Not guys? with talking Luke. We're already past huh? the Luke mark, unfortunately. So oh, I blew Luke. through it with an ad read. No Luke tonight. I'm too sorry. Too bad. That's really too bad. And Bobby <laughs> didn't make it anyway, so. Didn't oh, well. make it. No, I mean, you got to give Lucas flowers, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you can't play good. better than this. You can't play better than this and this. Hey, and here's the thing. At a time when I'm still not, I'm not loving the uh, Brissette. I'll tell you, tell you this. 
in that that second stint, he gave you some good some good contributions. He had that little tip out, which ended out with a three, uh, and he's okay. I just think in general, not tonight, you know, not with stint. I think in general, just energy isn't necessarily enough. You want to see a little bit more out of a bench guy. Energy is good, but. I want to see if someone else can bring something else to the table. I'm not sure why we're married to this yet. I would definitely be using this early part of the season to experiment rather than have to put people in later or try people later and have them not be ready. I think this is the time to mess around. I don't know how we've settled on Brissett as a lockdown member of this eight or nine person rotation when they go there. I, I, I would definitely try another thing or two. And I think Pritchard, you're going to run into a problem. You're going to run into problems with Pritchard too, because the bottom line is I just, I think athletically, he just has a really difficult time competing against a lineups. So anytime he's in there against other teams, better players, or even, you know, competent bench players, he's just going to struggle. So you needed a, someone to do something tonight coming off that bench. And it was Luke. Yeah. The, the guy that I'm, 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 I'm still not quite fully understanding why we see little to nothing of him is Lamar Stevens. Lamar. I think I, I think this guy once he gets a chance to play and gets on the floor, we'll stay in there. He's not going to leave. Yeah, uh, he's he's the one guy that they have kind of in that end of the bench crew who we've seen play at this level against good competition and holds his own. He's not a great shooter. He's not a great scorer, but he's one of those high energy defensive types on a team that needs that from the second unit because they don't need him to get buckets. O'Shea Brissett has done, I think, a decent job of bringing energy when he gets in the game. But I, I think Lamar Stevens has a chance to take that <laughs> to another level. I'm a, I'm a huge Lamar Stevens fan. And Brissett being a Syracuse guy, I'm still I'm taking Lamar Stevens. I think yeah. at the end of the day, uh, and, and, I, and I think I think Hauser's minutes are up for grab too, uh, right. as 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 uh, Doctor Richard Kimball says over here. <laughs> sure, I mean I think we all agree that nobody in the bench is safe except I guess the sixth guy, whoever that is on that. Al, yeah, well, or he wasn't on yeah. the bench tonight, but yeah, right. past the six guys, opportunities can be had. So I agree with you, John. I mean there shouldn't be any stubbornness to going to like the seven, eight and nine guy, you know? So, um, and I think Stevens will get his time. I think all these guys on the bench are going to have their time to, you know, prove themselves. I don't, I didn't think that Brissett played bad enough tonight where Stevens or where Joe had to say, you know, all right, take a seat. We're going in another direction. And I think that time will come, but um, you know, we, we, you mentioned it earlier, you know, the, the lineups where Tatum was in there with the bench, they held their own. It wasn't like a, a run that the other team went on that forced Missoula to call a timeout and, you know, put the starters all back in the game. They, they did what they could out there and Cornette was a big part of it. So shout out to him. You know, we've obviously um, we've, you know, he's been the short end of a, a number of jokes to start the year. And tonight he gets his, he gets his due 11 points. Perfect from the field. He had a nice little uh, and one there too, going strong to the basket. That catch was great, and I tweeted about that. And I'll give him his props there. That's I hate those passes into bigs in no man's land. Um, Yeah, Pritchard to Cornette. Who would have thought? Pritchard into Cornette low, low. He has to catch it low, collect and go up all while moving. That's not easy to do. So you know, uh, hats off to him uh, there. you know, for that. And uh, yeah, we'll put this on the screen for you, Bobby. Why not? Okay. 
Who's joining Coronet Island tonight? <laughs> uh, by the looks of the tweet, not many people. There's a, there's a, maybe a handful. <laughs> Still a very lonely island, uh, but all the coconuts you want, Bobby, you got them all, buddy. Well, that, that's a shot at me, and I think it's deserved. You know, that's 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 a, that's coming right back at me because I that I said Bobby was on so many islands. You know, He's, yeah. Uh, well, it was He's like got- our our text that we had where Bobby's like just kind of going off. He's like, I just don't get it with Luke. Like, what's the wrong? What? What's why doesn't everyone love him like John, I do? Because he's not that good. John's response was was literally, "Who's gonna tell him? Who's gonna tell Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> me, me, me. I'll tell him. I'll tell him. Uh, he's just man. not that into you. How about that? <laughs> it's not you. It's it's him, not you. Yeah. Uh, it's too good. Gosh. I think this is the fair response here. He gets props. We're not joining the island. We're not doing yeah. the Bobby small sample sizes thing. Like I said, no. the 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 way <laughs> the way I feel about people doesn't change night to night. You know, like it just yeah. You just hate is. everyone every night, right? No, you gotta you gotta string it together for a period of time to like you know. Yeah, you know, we you've seen enough of this over two years. The one night that Luke has a good game, it's not going to change everybody's opinion. But you know, Bobby, Bobby can absolutely take his victory lap tonight, and it's well deserved. Sure, but it's a very small lap. I don't want to. I don't want you know. I don't want to do twenty more minutes on Luke when he gets on. Please. Yeah. But I have a feeling there's going to be a soundbite or two from 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 locker room. I'm sure Luke uh, is answering questions tonight, and I'm sure Bobby is. Uh, Right there, right there, uh, Luke, 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 uh, you know, with the microphone. So, yeah, Bobby's like, you know, you, you've been in the Patriots locker room, Jimmy. You know, chant, you really, chant. Yeah, you really want one guy and one guy only, and you just sit there and you wait, and the scrums yeah. go one to one. I'm like, nah, I'm waiting here. Bobby's just watching six, seven guys talk, and he's like, I'm first in line for this guy. Bobby goes all the way to Brooklyn, comes back with zero sound, no footage, just a one on one with Luke. <laughs> Yeah, totally redeemed himself. And I but. think it's fair to say, yes. Yeah. Okay. They're still undefeated. The last undefeated or, team. How do you keep this guy out of the lineup? Bobby's going to start saying some crazy yeah. shit. Like, potentially, <laughs> like, potentially, like, would you think. He should start. If, if you were down a starter, would you think of putting Chris Stapps on the bench? <laughs> I, that's, he's going to say that tonight. There's a. Oh, there's a shock there, he says that. There is a non-zero chance There's that non-zero those words chance. come out of his mouth. He says that, and he's dead serious. He's going to say, you know, you just knew that there was going to be a matter of time before Luke snapped out of it. You know? <laughs> that's what he's going to say. You just knew he wasn't this bad. You know? That's, that's exactly what he's going to say. Can't yeah. wait. But, yeah, but good, good for Luke. They, they needed it. Loved it. Um, he, did, he did good things. He was there. He, and again, he did, he did his what, job. No, he did his job. He collected the ball down low and he got any play. He did what he did. You're seven feet tall. This you is, catch it down low. You go right up with it and you have an advantage over people. And he did that tonight. This is a great line from a bench player. This is exactly what you want. When we talk about incredible. our concerns about the Celtics bench, there are no concerns if guys like Luke are contributing in this fashion. Yeah. It's well, just a matter of can you be consistent? That's what it well, is. Well, can you be consistent? Not even so much in the numbers, but can you be consistent in just making your presence felt? If you're playing six, seven, eight minutes, I should be able to remember one discernible thing you did out there. And there are too many games where Luke is just sucking up air, running back and forth, getting well, great cardio. But is it giving you anything that is memorable? Look at the Tonight, angle. 
Yeah, look at the angle of this interview with Bobby. Bobby's sitting here looking at him like, I love you. <laughs> check, check this out. Here's Luke. Oh, You're wow. my God. You judge your play when you look back at a game. Obviously, it's going to be easier for a lot of fans to look at tonight with 11 points and say you played well. But how do you usually phrase Uh Yeah, I mean, really, it's just kind of going back and looking at the decisions I made. And uh, I mean, that's like working with like Charles and Emil and just kind of seeing where that is. And that's funny because sometimes I could feel just as. Uh, solid about decisions I made in a game where it's 11 points versus a game where it was zero and it's just kind of like changes night to night so uh, it really is going back and looking kind of at the decisions and my energy level and how aggressive I'm being uh, which yeah sometimes you can also be like you get three offensive rebounds and you really just kind of lucked into them and a lot of times you really pursue the ball and you never got any so it's really just kind of looking back at what your decision making was and what your reads were um, and then the rest from there is kind of just out of your control. Was that the Luke body cam footage we got there? My gosh. He's like, that was a perfect <laughs> angle. I know Luke's yeah. seven feet and whatever inches, so I get it. What would you say to no. those guys at the Garden Report um, who don't <laughs> think you should be playing on a regular basis? Do you have a message for uh, for, uh, for those guys? That interview, by the way, went on for 36 more minutes. Um, you can catch <laughs> all of it. Uh, that was only a 30-second snippet. You can catch the rest over <laughs> at uh, CLNS Media's YouTube channel uh, and check it out. Bobby seems like he had a, a free run at Cornette Band. He was the only guy around. <laughs> right, what, the best part is Cornette Johnny Island was open for business. Bobby was just no takers. standing at the locker waiting, and he got the front row. It is, you Jalen know what, walks by. Jalen walks by. Al walks by. We're not moving. Cornette <laughs> Island, here we are. It's fine. And honestly, to be fair, uh, you know, on, on a road game, there's only a handful of traveling media there anyway, and Bobby's there. So, so perfect. Yeah. So, you know, you're going to get better access. I know. I, I don't know if I was muted when the when the clip came on, but I audibly gasped and died laughing. I imagine everyone watching at home had to have done the same exact thing as soon as we went to that clip. Just the angle of it. I mean, the, the Luke body cam angle is is – my gosh. Ahmed, Ahmed has some inside info that he, he did miss a couple of key players for that interview. So uh, <laughs> they're okay. That's players. okay. That's okay. We got the scoop. So <laughs> this this actually was on this this was actually honored a couple of shows ago. John, you remember the Suns game? No, I don't. Yeah. Remember that one time? I don't. <laughs> we, we actually don't. Bobby remembers that he watches highlights every morning. Yeah. <laughs> I don't No, but that's cool stuff uh, Anyway, good for Luke uh, You know, and uh, Good for Luke, good for Bobby Good for everybody in the family Good for the yeah. entire team Yeah, the, the, right Bobby and the Cornets uh, <laughs> You know Big night Big night in general for them um, yeah. What What do you guys uh, Who's been watching the uh, tournament? Nobody Nobody's watching the tournament Can we Can I get something off my chest? <laughs> You, you, well, Jimmy, since you want to get something off your chest, nobody is watching the tournament. People are watching regular season basketball games, games wondering with, with, why with weird colored courts. That's wondering it. why the courts are the way they are, and wondering why there's like a little graphic being like in season tournament and texting me, and probably you guys being like, What's this in season tournament? And then I have to explain that it's actually nothing, it's just an incentive for the players to play in the game and not just take random regular season games off because that's been happening. If you're an NBA, if you're a fan of any team, this tournament means absolutely nothing to you. It's only benefit is so that the 
players won't take a load management game. And then their benefit is they all make a million bucks if they win the tournament. Other than that, it's just ugly basketball courts. And I'm actually pissed that it's not going to be parquet at the TD garden. Is nothing sacred anymore? Or once we put, no, the the answer is no. Once we put the parquet floor, once we take the parquet floor away and put the other court in there, we've lost everything. We've lost what it means to be in the TD Garden, guys. So I am not a fan of the NBA. In well, season. Jimmy, that's kind of their point. They don't want this, you to see this it as Nick a Gelso game. moment was brought to you by Jimmy Toscano. <laughs> no, I just you know what it is. It's not even about the park. I just, don't, I, I, don't don't make me. I'm not an idiot. Don't try to sell me on something that's nothing because I'm not but an Jimmy, idiot. But they are. I, but and I Jimmy. get it. They, they are going to do that. That it's They're totally going to say, because there are idiots out there who are going to look at this and like, wow, it'd be great if we won. Not if I have anything well, to do with it. The, the funny to thing to sure. me is that let's say your team win, goes out and wins this, like, you know, the, the, the tournament, and then they get to the postseason and gets their asses smashed in the first round. Are you going to feel good about your season, your team season? Hell no. You no. got the nice shiny trophy, but you got your ass smashed when it really mattered. You got a million and, bucks. That's what you got, sure. So well, it, I think it, it means guys it, might actually be kind of happy. It matters that. to like the eighth and ninth and tenth guy. Sure. They sure. half a million dollars is great for them, but you think Tatum's going to lose some sleep if the Celtics don't don't win the uh, you know end season tournament? You think Jalen Brown is going to be you know got to keep sharp knives and, and objects away from Jalen Brown if they don't no. win the end? No, the yeah. best players are just doing this because they're just. They're going to play these games regardless. Brown said it's a way to kind of increase some revenue. So, yeah, put money in their pockets. I always said this, too. What does that Um, mean, John? What are you you talking about? You get more, you know, just just get some, uh, you know, I I don't know. What, the players? Well, the extra the extra games um, are not on the schedule to begin with, right? The ones that are in the, quote, playoffs of the tournament. That's some added revenue, correct? I don't think so. so. No, because they're all playing 82. No, I think the I think there's extra games for the teams that are in it in the in the final outside of regularly scheduled games. Maybe I'm wrong, but then also the money in their pockets. I always thought the All Star game would have been, um, you know, the only way to have ever made the actual All Star game is to give everyone on the mini- winning team a million bucks, and they could have done that too. Then you would have seen people play their freaking asses off mm-hmm. uh, for that thing. With the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. Now you'll save time, eat well, stay on track with your healthy lifestyles. Ain't too busy to cook this fall, but want to make sure that you're eating well? With Factor, skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping and the prepping and the cleaning up too, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality that you need. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. Then get back to crushing those goals. Adjust your stride this autumn without missing a step. Choose from 35-plus weekly-flavored, packed, fresh, never-frozen meals that promote a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences, all ready to eat in just two minutes. Relish the best of autumn with fall flavors. Our limited-time-only, hearty, comforting meals featuring seasonal veggies like cranberry pecan chicken, Apple Dijon pork chops. I mean, these meals even sound fancy. They're so good. Ready in just two minutes. They'll satisfy your fall cravings during the busy season without the hassle. Level up with Gourmet Plus options prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. Treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. Too busy running around during the day to think about lunch? 
Keep your energy up with Lunch To Go effortless, wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers that are ready to eat when you're on the go. No microwave required. Looking for calorie-conscious options during the busy season? Try delicious, dietitian-approved, calorie-smart meals with around eh, less than 550 calories per serving. Need an extra boost to support your wellness goals and feel your best as you tackle the busy autumn? Try Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. Round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45-plus add-ons to suit various preferences and tastes. Choose from breakfast items like our delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and potato bacon and egg breakfast skillet. Or for an easy wellness boost, try refreshing beverage options like cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. With Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. We offset 100% of our delivery admissions and source 100% renewable electricity for our production sites and offices. So this October, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash newsfeed50 and use code newsfeed50 to get 50% off. That's code newsfeed50 at factormeals.com slash newsfeed50 to get 50% off. But anyway, I was trying to save some topics for Bobby. I wanted to give him a shot at Al. Al low-key was phenomenal. Like, not just low-key. Al was phenomenal tonight. Um, the the plus 29 led, uh, led all uh, Celtics players. Um, and he was... I mean, it's again, it really is remarkable that he's like able to do that. He's he's 37 years old um, and he just looks spry, made one great play getting back on defense, uh, you know, ch- and chasing somebody down and then making a steal uh, off of a Celtics turnover and turning it around and <laughs> going it the other way. Uh, I thought Al was. Yeah, <laughs> I thought Al was great tonight. Well, you know, the thing that I, I respect the most about Al is he knows exactly who he is, what he can do and what he can't do. And he does not deviate and try to step outside of that. He knows that at this point in his career, he's not going to go out there and just, you know, get you 25 and 10. But he can get you eight points if you give him five, six, seven shots and he can keep the ball moving and get the ball to guys in positions where they can be most effective. Uh, and he can uh, always play really good defense. So he is in a great situation because the things that he can do are things not only do the Celtics need, but they need them, but not necessarily in the heavy doses that they've had to in the past. They need a good 10 to 15 minutes from Al Horford every game. That's all he should be expected more to than give 10. Him. They need more than 10, Sure, They got I, I, five I, guys on this damn roster. They don't have Jimmy, enough players they, they, for Jimmy, they, they, got, they got like They got five other guys who can get you 110 points every night, Jimmy. If but, I get 10 good minutes of Al defensively, we're good. The, we're the, good. The bigs were phenomenal tonight. Both both him and Porzingis were, 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 were uh, outstanding uh, tonight. All three bigs were outstanding tonight, Whoa. Bobby. Yes, yeah. Brissett was really good as well, John. You're right. You're right. Yep. Brissett, um, Horford had a great night. Um, Bobby, we did ten minutes on Luke. Ten. We couldn't wait. I knew this ten night. Was, I knew this night was coming. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to jump off the island. I'm still here, still leading the charge, and I don't want to hear from the fans because I was hearing some nasty stuff uh, on Twitter when he was entering early, and really throughout the early portion of the schedule, four games. Everyone wanted to give up on Luke. I, this is who he is. 
<laughs> he's five for five, seven rebounds. Not the guy who's been in the. Oh my god! Listen, he's talked. He's talked throughout the early portion of the season about it being a different second unit, it being a group of guys that's still getting used to each other, and. Like I've said, he's a guy who's not going to score 11 points a game, obviously. But he is a connective piece for this bench. Who's a good passer, who can test shots, who plays a style that the team wants him to play. And it's not flashy. It's not maybe even consistent. And it's matchup dependent, of course. But he's a guy I think you can more often than not rely on for those short stints. And you do have the upside of this, if they're able to get him going in the pick and roll game a little bit. So he had four rough games or however many actually Bobby, played over that stretch. Bobby, he's Don't not, a, he's not, this isn't his first year in the league. He's had, he's played, he's played for five teams over, but he seven, did this last over year. seven and a half seasons. You have enough body of work. To know that Bobby, this you don't isn't, to do this. Like, you don't this isn't this, Luke. Bobby. This was a good game by Luke. Like, we, we, right. we're not going to say this is... No, this is the, this is the, this is the Luke ceiling. Okay. And you're going to get it every once in a while. But he, he's just solid. And you're not going to go to him every night. You're not going to get his best every night. But I think he's probably, as far as the third big goes, the best you can do. He is the only you can do. Yeah. Like, and it's not a knock, but I mean, that's what we said is cornet minutes make sense when they're short uh, and when, or when they're down a big, you have no choice. You're going to do that um, here. So again, and you know they, what I like tonight too? Yeah. They actually put, you know, you've talked about how they're staggering the bench, John. They haven't staggered with the right guys. Tonight you saw a little bit more Tatum, a little bit more holiday in with those groups. And it helps so much. I mean, how many times did holiday hit cornet with passes here to set him up? They didn't have that in a lot of the benches they were, they were running earlier in the year. And I haven't loved the rotations in those second units from Joe, but tonight they hit the mark, and they were timely. And even the one that shocked me the most, and I turned to Joe Sway, and he turned to me kind of at the same time. When Cornette got hit uh, twice by Dennis Smith Jr. there with a couple pull-ups, you know, gone out in space, you see Horford go right to the scorer's table, and it's like, oh, you know, they're pulling him. He comes in for Brissett, and they go double big with Horford and Luke, and I think that's when uh, Luke got that and one alley-oop. So he stayed with them. He got another play out of them, and it ended up being a good decision. You know, you even wonder if he was going to close this game. Wait, He's just so you, he was solid tonight. Nobody wondered that, but he, he, did, play, <laughs> he did play solid. Uh, uh, but, the, the like, Luke aside, you like the rotations tonight? Yeah, I, I thought you got really good play out of the bench there, especially the end of the third, right, where Hauser got that steal and dunk. Uh, Pritchard wasn't great here, but you got good Hauser minutes. You got good Cornet minutes. You staggered Tatum and Holiday ineffectively with that group, I thought. Um, Brissett, again, another timely offensive rebound, I think, set up a three right after. He continues to be a good energy guy. The shot, I know I saw you tweeting, John, I I don't know what happened to his shot because I've seen, you know, throughout covering him over the years. Him his retold. numbers are better than what he's shooting now. I mean, you can see how. But I don't like how is. it looks. He, yeah, he had, he had one in the first half that was just a clear, just catch, step into a wide open three, and he stops, hesitates, takes a weird dribble, 
across the three-point line. He's like, wait a second, what am I doing? Then steps back and shoots it. I, I don't think he's thinking of, you know, of shooting in rhythm or something that he's supposed to do. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a total brick, but he missed it. But he had an opportunity to just catch and shoot, and he just didn't do it. So I don't think he's looking for it. No, and he's missing badly right now. You know, I, I think he got one good look in this game that went in and out. but That's the uh, one I'm talking about. Yeah. And he hesitated because he should have shot it the second he got it. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. It's almost like he's just doing the knee smith, you know, going in there and trying to just run all he's over the place exactly and doing crash the, the boards. And yeah. <laughs> there's no focus on him being implemented into the offense. And I actually thought he might get the spot started in this game just if they wanted to keep Horford off the bench. It looked like he was getting a little work in with the starters at shoot-around, you know, when they were leaving. So I wouldn't have been stunned if they went in that direction. But right now, and you know, people who responded to me said it, he's the kind of guy that if he's in the game, defenses are going to hedge away from and start to overplay Tatum and the rest again. And I do so, think that happened a little bit in this game, which led to some sloppy turnovers from Tatum early. Well, and that was also my thought. We mentioned it earlier, but Joe, Joe going to a three-bench player lineup multiple times um, – in the game because they were down. And I thought that first rotation that they used in the first and the third by taking Tatum off at the five and a half or six minute mark puts you in a really difficult position because it does the same thing you did last year by putting Brown on the court as kind of the offensive savior uh, and uh, in a role that he hasn't thrived in in the past. So it was Holiday and Brown with three subs, both in the first and the third quarter when they went through those early rotations. Yeah, and I understand keeping Holiday with Brown because Tatum on his own can 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 handle the ball and play the point forward role when he's out there. But I I don't know if I would necessarily do that. I, I it definitely worries me a little bit um, that unit and putting Brown back in that position when they are short like that. I didn't love I didn't love those, and that's kind of where they lost it a little bit. Um, you know, at, are that, we at rich? that. It, yeah. Are we rich? Yeah, no. we did it. Five. We just got five hundred thousand IDRs. Divvy it up. I want to. I want Bobby to have all those ones. I don't know how much it is. I want Bobby to have them all. You heard it. Unless um, it's like a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, Bobby, you're in the locker room. What's what's going on in there? How's the how's the vibes? But I mean, I've said this going back to camp. There's no goofiness. There's no laughing. There's no fooling around. It's just business. You know, guys are in there. They took care of the job tonight. They won another game, and it's on to the next one. It's it's impressive to see from a group that has wavered in its consistency and I think gotten complacent after some big games. You know, you, you win by 51. I think that's a prime opportunity to get complacent, and the Nets really played them well tonight. This was a great game. Love the intensity Brooklyn played with. The coach is going crazy on the other sideline. He's got those guys firing. You know, they're doing hockey lineups and just coming in with fresh legs and just going at them. Flying into the half court, firing up threes. They shot more threes than the Celtics in this one, I think, 51 to 44. But Boston withstood it. And they really withstood it with some great poise. It was like every time the Nets rallied and tied the game like they did 10 the first or pushed back within single digits in the second half there, Celtics just ran a play pretty smoothly, especially late in the fourth there where Holiday's rolling and finding guys for threes. And they looked unfazed. And there were stretches in this game where 
Porzingis got hit hard in the offensive glass. Uh, there was a technical on Horford at one point that could have been frustrating. Thank you. Tough calls back and forth. And they just stayed poised in ways that we didn't always expect from them in recent years. And again, no silliness in the locker room, no joking around, no just, you know, like a college like dorm kind of atmosphere like I've seen at different points with them. It's just professional Getting dressed, leaving on to the next one. Absolutely. And they've talked about it, too. It's a different atmosphere. It's new guys, so there's not really that familiarity. I think the two stars who come in command a level of respect, you know, from the younger guys on this team, given what they've accomplished in this league, Holiday especially. So I just think it's changed the dynamic in the room, at least from what we see. Interesting. Good insight, Bobby. Bobby? Bobby. And they've been consistent so far, right? Offensively, they're keeping up. They're shooting well. They're, but they're a little, maybe not as, not as strong defensively tonight. Um, yeah, Joe didn't love the defense tonight. It's a fair point. But late, you know, you get some good rotations in the bigs. Porzingis got out and contested a pair of threes. Cornette got out and stopped Dinwiddie, uh, Dinwiddie three. Mm-hmm. So you saw some better rotations as the game went on. Tur- the tur- forced turnovers are a little low right now, which is obviously something they want to do. Uh, they ended up forcing oh, um, just five in this one. So okay. they're going to have to figure out a way to, you know. That was get interesting that they didn't, they didn't force. I mean, there were zero turnovers for Brooklyn, I think, up until somewhere in the third quarter. I think they went the whole half without it. Celtics had only turned over five uh, times at that point. But, yeah, they didn't get a lot of turnovers there for sure. And that's maybe – not having white, not having that full court ball pressure uh, with those guys, uh, you know, as consistently uh, without Holiday and White there, I think is probably you know one of the reasons you're just going to get. Um, yeah, but I was shocked, John. I went back and looked at it because you know there's been a lot of history between the Celtics and Nets just in terms of the margins and how the Nets have beat them with three point attempts and offensive rebound, all the rest. You saw it again tonight. Celtics are actually 28th, or at least we're going into this game and forcing turnovers. So they've been pretty poor, you know, with the yep. turnover percentage so far. So it, it was a huge priority over the summer. Um, it's something they want to do to get easier shots in transition, but they haven't done it well so far. And I asked Joe about a pregame, and he said, you're not always going to force a turnover, but if you do the right things with disruptiveness and hands and all the rest, that could force a turnover, you feel good about it. And that's kind of where they're at right now is they're doing things that could force turnovers. They're just not necessarily getting them right now. Fair enough. Um, I don't know what you, I don't know what you do there um, to, 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 to change that narrative there. I think part of it's just the system they run, right? They're dropping so much. So you're not switching, you know, in the perimeter. You're not catching guys between switches and cutting out the passing lanes and such. I think that's going to be that way all year. You're sort of, yeah, you're you're sitting back and lowering teams into shooting those mid-rangers and such, which they did a good job with tonight. You keep guys away from the rim. But I think it naturally lowers your forced turnovers compared to the EMA defense a couple years ago, which – guys flying around holding their ground making great efforts and switching you know around those screens you can catch teams off guard so they got to continue to mix coverages they've gotten Porzingis out and switches a little bit and I think he's getting more comfortable with that Um, but right now they're just sort of sticking to their bread and butter which is the analytical approach yeah you just got to be solid defensively I mean that that's 
for the with the kind of offensive firepower that they have up and down this lineup, if you're solid defensively, you're going to have a lot of games where you're winning by 15, 20, 30 points by simply doing the fundamentals. You don't have to force a lot of turnovers uh, because, if, again, if you're doing solid defensively, if you're doing a good job on the boards, run your offense and you're going to you're going to win big. Yeah. And that's the thing is you might say, uh, for example, like there's going to be there's a few things that didn't show up in the stat sheet. Porzingis altered probably five shots that turned into air balls tonight. None of those count as either blocks or turnovers, and they are absolutely forcing the other team to give and the ball to you without really, season. without 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 really making a legitimate yeah. offensive, uh, you know, uh, attempt. And that was, you know, so you've had a few of those that the the shot altering sort of things from Porzingis, and that's what you get a little bit out of that drop coverage or keeping him low and and having him there to just kind of you know contest everything that's coming that way. He did that a ton tonight. So, you know, doesn't show up, but I think that that affects what other teams are doing. Uh, and again, just simply the pressure, forcing teams into difficult shots. And the Nets, honestly, what kept them close was, because at the end, the shooting stats aren't ridiculous in terms of whatever. They hit a lot of tough shots um, they did. They in did. this game. They, they really did. Uh, and then they cooled off considerably. And Porzingis, I love that stat, John, the contests, because... That's where I expected him to make the biggest impact on this team was just his size in the middle and how successful he was in the drop last year. He, he was number one after that opening night game where he just went crazy on the defensive end. But right now, he's eighth through five games with 10 contested twos a game. And he's actually 16th with three contested threes a game. So he's getting out and contesting threes, too. I think he's going to be an all-defensive guy this year, which is tough, you know, with the amount of great defensive yeah, bigs in the league. Not happening. It won't. Too happen. many, too many good defensive it, bigs. It, it won't. It, and Bobby, it, it won't be because he's not deserving. It's just that his reputation, reputation is uh, going to keep him off of that. It, he may not even get into the conversation. But his reputation his should change. What he's based on what he's done the last couple of years. I mean, yeah. he's really become one of the most versatile, impactful defensive bigs in this league. But you know what helps, Bobby? Winning. I mean, that's why when he when he was doing that in previous you know, the last couple of years, it went under the radar. No one gave a damn about it because his teams kind of sucked. And right. now he's in a situation where his defensive numbers, I think, if they're comparable to what he's done the last couple of years, he might get into the conversation. But there's no he's not going to be all. I'm game. with Bobby. I actually think a lot of these reporters can be swayed extremely easily. It's only going to take. A little, you we know. We can start a campaign, Jimmy. Cornette sixth funny. man campaign along with Porzingis <laughs> all D. It's true, though. We Cornette saw Island. We yeah. see it happen with the MVP. Porzingis property. That's you know, a T-shirt, I mean, Nick. Cornette Island, make it happen. Let's do it. Let's do it. Cornette Island, which is Bobby and Cornette on it. <laughs> Bobby and Cornette. <laughs> a sitting on, sitting yeah. under a palm tree. <laughs> yeah. Print them. Print them yeah. right now. Yeah. Let's go. But I'm with Bobby. I think, listen. I agree with you guys. It's it's going to be an uphill battle for Porzingis to get that recognition. But, you know, let's get a little bit further into the season and see some statistics roll out, some nerd stats that prove that Porzingis is one of the better defenders in the league. And I guarantee you a little campaign push will get some of these reporters who have all these votes – um, you but, know, to sway their opinions pretty quickly. You know what's going to hurt him, Jimmy, more They want to be smart. One thing a reporter loves more than anything in the world is to – pretend that he's smarter than the rest of it and then everybody else. So if he can say, actually, Porzingis is one of the better defenders in the NBA, then they'll love to be able to say that and vote for him. So you see a, you see a future that has Porzingis, Drew Holiday, and Derek White, all NBA defense. It's Why possible. 
if you're the number one defense. Now, they got a ways to go for that. I think they came in tonight seventh. First team or second team, Sherrod. There's 10 spots there. And as John mentioned, they weren't great tonight. I do worry a little bit because they came into tonight number one in shooting, right, John? They're hitting all their threes coming into tonight. Tonight it cooled down a little bit, and they did need to pile up some stops at different points. But as the offense comes down to earth a little bit from this hot start, are are you able to lean into defense enough where you're still winning consistently on that end of the It's different than last year, though, isn't it, Bobby? It's not just reliant on the threes. It is, but they're also hot. In fact, they've had three games, I believe, shooting sub-40 from three, maybe two. Um, but, uh, they're, they're not as reliant on just the shots falling. They're just able to get better looks, uh, better quality looks, you know, stuff around the basket, Porzingis lobs, massive mismatches, either on switches or just simply teams just don't have the height to defend him. Guards backing in other guys on post-ups, Tatum going to the rim strong, uh, Brown in there when you have the five starters out there able to beat pretty much everybody off the dribble. They're just getting buckets. I've always felt uh, the problem with the Celtics has always been they they have to work so much harder to score than other teams, whether it was a couple years ago, not getting to the line nearly as much uh, as others, you know, or just needing jump shots and three point shots to, to fall. They just, that's always the issue is you're just, it's harder for you to be able to do that on a consistent basis. If you're not finding a way to get some easy buckets, they can do that now. So I think different speaking of the easy buckets, it's not fair to not, uh, talk a little more about Tatum before we go, because, you know, if it was Brown, everybody would be killing me right now. We talked about Tatum, but it's almost becoming boring. He's so good right now. Like Sherrod hinted that entering the MVP conversation, he's probably leading the MVP conversation through five games. He is Um, leading it. But, you know, and there's other people playing out of their conversation. Well, I mean, it's Luca or or Tatum right now. But, I mean, the reality is just simply it's not just the stats through five games. It's the way he's playing through five games. If this is the type of Tatum you're getting through the year, he's going to be in the conversation like legit. It's not like Celtics fans in the conversation like Tatum should be considered. No, he's not. In past years, he wasn't. You knew what he was outside yeah, of the top right. two, three who were legitimately being talked about it. This year, uh-huh. he can absolutely crack the conversation uh, with the way that he's playing. His shot profile has evolved yes. to where now you really don't have all those glitches and kinks in his armor that you could take advantage of on a night-in, night-out basis. The big thing about Tatum, he's not big enough, he's not strong enough, he's not physical enough. He's taking guys and putting them on his back, at, on the elbow, and then it becomes, what's he going to do? shoot the mid-range, pass out of it, uh, or just keep backing you down till it gets a, a, something inside the paint. He has become an unstoppable offensive force. Hold on, when, he plays, when he plays poorly, it's not because of what you're doing necessarily defensively. He's just having a bad night. And he's look at the put, shot chart. Look at that. Shot chart. I love shot charts. Oh, thank <laughs> God. oh man. Keep this up for the rest of the show. Look at that. Just, Calm look down, at Jimmy. Calm down, Jimmy. Easy. <laughs> Easy. A lot of green on that perimeter. I like to see that. And a but, lot at the rim. 
but it's a lot at the rim. You know, it's funny yeah. it's because the, what, one of the reasons we said like Tatum should lean into mid range a little bit more is simply because he wasn't getting to the rim effectively, even though last year his numbers were better. Um, but you could just see him struggling at times being able to like play through contact and, and, and finish, especially going to his left. And some of it was, you know, just take that stuff, take, take what they give you. Well, you know, once you get, you know, past the first defender, instead of necessarily having to take it all the way to the cup, you're seeing more of that kind of in a post-up sort of thing with the, some free throw kind of fadeaway jumpers, um, you know, didn't, not as much tonight, but yes, that's what you want to see at the basket and behind the three point arc. It's a beautiful shot chart tonight. Mm-hmm. It's a dead split. To too. Yeah. And the 10,000, which I mean, numbers are numbers. It doesn't really mean anything, but apparently it does. You know, it's a big, Tatum's big, been nice the youngest to do damn near every, every, almost every statistic that has some significance in Celtics lore. Tatum has been the youngest to do it. It feels like, and, and that's so. the thing. It, it's not a not. It's not like I think it's I, the, the reason guess, I get it's bored by it. Thing, right? No, I just get bored by it because, like, it's you know, it is what it is. Like most, like it's amazing but he but he came right in and started right away not everybody does that so he got he got cooking early uh in it so naturally he's going to keep breaking those records because he i mean he was thrust into a starting job with, with hayward went down in year one and he just never let it go so i mean you know and he comes in as a night you're entering the league as a 19 year old you know that's how it's going to go. You're just going to break it and break it and break it and break it. You know, when you came in that early and immediately started starting. So, you know, it's hard to compare against Celtics from a generation ago because they came in at 22 years old. Like obviously Tatum's going to break these. He came in as an 18 year old, 19 year old and started. Yeah, you probably want to look at games played, right. And figure it out that way. If you really want to break it down. The age, think- yeah, the age thing is always an eight. Yeah. It's it's cool as hell. He's been amazing. I mean, but it, that's the thing. It's like it almost is like, oh, cool. He broke another one. Like it's not even like a remarkable sure. thing because he's so. It's a milestone. Again, yeah. it's you know the expectations are keep being raised with this guy because of how good he is and how good he, I guess theoretically will continue to be. We're talking about him as leading the MVP race. Yes, it's five games in, but it feels like he is on the trajectory to be a perennial contender. For MVP, and he's in his age, whatever, 26 year, 20, whatever in his year. 19. 19, sorry. He's <laughs> in his age 19 season. And so it, it is a big deal. He's he's young. He's obviously taken on a lot of responsibility over the course of his career to the point where he's at now. And he is the quote-unquote leader, you would call him, on this team. And he's the go-to guy. And we saw it tonight in the fourth quarter. You know, he kind of eventually took the ball and – you know, spread that lead out to the point where the, the Nets couldn't make another run at it. And that's the difference between a, you know, a great player and, you know, a, a, an MVP level player is that he can just do those and do that in those moments. And I think that's just who they have with this kid. And he's, you know, obviously 10,000 and eventually, you know, we'll be talking about 20,000 and so on and so forth. So, and, and again, it's it, the question with Tatum was always like, what's the next level? <laughs> like and right. Tatum, and, Tatum and Brown for that matter. And like, it's- another level it looks like it's another ask, it yeah. looks like more of a, a an evolution to his game um continuing on and like and also like a maturity and again it's only five games but it just not I, much I, complaining not much a, a falling out of, of place exactly it's 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 everything is more composed again through the five games so far this year <laughs> 
the shot profile, as Sherrod mentioned, someone in the chat put it in here, and it's totally valid. The complaint, you just said it, Bobby, the complaining. Uh, almost all of it looks like he kind of like became a grown up uh, over over like the the course of the summer. Um, just he had his, to right his overall approach. Is your buddy Kess part of the moves they made this summer? As I've said over and over again, happened because they wanted to push the Jays to be the leaders of this team and thrust responsibility on them. They can't defer. They can't be lax and laid back as leaders or spokesmen for the team they have to be central to everything that this team does and Tatum has overall thrust himself into every aspect whether it's defense whether it's passing whether it's accountability and just organizing I think he's done a great job with it and tonight especially without Derek White out there just one assist but I thought he got off the ball he had the three turnovers early and then he got off the ball let Drew do his thing inside the arc and really took the pressure that the Nets, you know, put uh, put on him at the three-point line while still hitting some tough threes. Uh, so overall, he's been impressive. And I was very close, John, just because of what we've watched so far and just because of some questions I had about the Jays going into this year. One thing I thought going into this year, and I thought it could be a real possibility, even though he's young, even though he's got a long way to go, I was wondering, you know, we talk about him as MVP every year and he had that great run to start last year and then he fades and there's just this natural inconsistency to his game that we've seen so far, the ups and downs with the shooting and all the rest. I wasn't sure if we were ever going to see him actually cash in and get that MVP, especially when you have the Embiid's, the Jokic's, the Giannis's in front of him. But he's just been so much more consistent this year. And back to the point about the 10,000, as much as it's him coming into the league young, Thanks, Chad. A lot, a lot of it's him being available every game. And now that they've changed the rules and you have to play 65 games, and that naturally, I think, is going to make availability more of a factor in these MVP discussions, he might have the best edge on anybody with the fact that he's going to play 70, 80 games a year. And be, you know everything else would just kind of be a bonus there. And I think more and more you're going to see MVP is going to become about availability here. So that's a big plus for him so far the consistency has been great and I'm backing off that take now I think MVP is a real discussion for him this year we probably need to get into this in another show because it's late now but you can't deny the fact that the roster changes have also contributed to Tatum's improved play too and I mean Holiday and Porzingis coming in Guys like, you know, Smart, Rob, and, and you know, Grant going out. I'm not saying that those guys leaving necessarily made him better, but obviously there needed to be roster changes, and those changes are proving to be a benefit to the guys like Tatum and Brown. Do have Joe Sway coming if we want to squeeze in a last word We're We're going to wrap it. I think Joe Sway – we don't have time for a full convo if Joe Sway wants All to right. have Make sure you it. tune in. Celtics All Access. We'll get his take on the uh, yeah. Joe Sway will pop in on the Celtics All Access stuff uh, for sure. But again, the Tatum stuff it's worth. It's absolutely worth celebrating the ten thousand points, <laughs> amazing accolade. But Definitely. I'm less. Cons- Sway. I'm less interested. Well, we're not in going to let you piss on it, John. Ten thousand. No, I'm just less. I'm for ten thousand points. I'm far less interested. Can shove it tonight. I'm far less interested in it than I am in how he's currently playing. That's all. 
all I'm saying. Um, Says Jimmy Toscano with the boomer take about the in-season the tournament. That's take a good take. Year. That's a great take. I'm, I'm not going to let the NBA try to pull one over on me. Yeah. I'm, Get I'm, off my lawn, I'm says too, Jimmy Toscano. I'm too based. Damn it. I'm too based, baby. I can't be, I can't be had like that, man. Oh. Yeah, I don't care about round numbers. I like how Tatum is playing this year. That's what I like. That's exactly. that's that's what I'm trying to tell you. I, I don't really care. But I don't. Hooray! Balloons, ten thousand. I don't care. I think he's playing awesome this year. That's all I care about. But, which I, yeah, yeah, sure. And and he hit ten thousand sooner than he would have if he wasn't playing awesome this year. I was totally, I d- I totally don't. good point, Jimmy. Couple right? Game. Couple games yeah. sooner, probably. Yeah, maybe a game or so. Maybe a game. I, <laughs> I don't have any Derek White baby news. Um, no oh, baby damn, news. damn it, Bobby. Why do we send you to these games, man? No, I don't think anything's happened yet. No, no social media posts or anything like that. And the family is just actually getting in, um, late tonight. Well, let's just leave Derek and his family to, to their yeah. business and we'll, uh, we'll, well, they're good. Point is, so he could have played tonight is what you're saying. No, Bobby's is, headed right to the hospital with Luke to check in. <laughs> Lemon squares. <laughs> Bring the lemon squares. Uh, point is, we'll see if he's back Monday. Uh, are, we, uh, are we on on Monday? We have a Monday game. Yeah, Monday in Minnesota. That's fun. Minnesota By the way, did you guys talk about the glasses for Joe tonight? What a look. Was it? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, protective glasses. We did something about Chips it. Patrol. Yeah. Me. Yeah, I tweeted something about it. Somebody scolded me on it. Basically, I said, I think I said, Joel Missoula is every guy who's ever been told by one person that he looks good wearing something outrageous. Like, it's like the safari hat with the flaps on. I think you should leave. It's like, I don't think it was a fashion statement. I know. That's why I like, <laughs> whatever. But, but the point is, it was kind of a wild look. I thought you looked scholarly. scholarly with them, Did you? you know. Really? I don't, yeah. I don't know if that's. How I would have used. I don't know if I would go there, but anyway, I, I, lo- I actually did like the look. So, uh, really, yeah, this is well, this you're is a glasses good one. guy too. This is a good one. He looked like Tony Stark. Yeah, he did that. <laughs> I did have that thought. Yeah, I did. I like that. That's a good one. All right, we'll end it there. Thank you guys hey, for hanging out. going to be a good game. I think um, they're kind of they're kind of a fun team. And and man, I love him. Yeah. love him. Love him. Bobby hates towns, so I mean, yeah. He'll probably Those are the glasses I used to wear when I would go home after you know a night out, like, and and I had to see my parents, and I'd put on those glasses, and I'd be like, "Hey guys, <laughs> my eyes aren't totally squinted out. This is just, like, I'm just, damn it, he's wearing I, the glasses again. I'm just, I'm just wearing these glasses. There's nothing here you need to worry about. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're the man. <laughs> Pull them off. Eyes blazing red. <laughs> yeah. I you also gotta have uh, the drops. Gotta have, <laughs> you gotta have the drops. Lumify for all you guys watching at home. Lumify drops. They turn your eyes perfectly white. <laughs> we'll, we'll work on that. We'll work on that as a sponsor. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's like eighteen bucks. But it's worth it. <laughs> hey, mom. What do you mean glasses? Going out for the night. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Next morning. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Come on a podcast. Doot, doot. You're good to go. Don't worry about it. Yeah. All right, Lumify, guys. Lumify. Thanks, everyone, for hanging out. It was fun. Another good crowd here on a Saturday night. Celtics win 124-114. Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum uh, reaches the most important milestone in all of sports. Uh, 
And uh, watch so the John dismay. It ruined John's night. John was holding out hope that Tatum would never hit that number, and he's not going to sleep. It's tonight. the most important thing that's ever happened in all of our lives. Uh, Luke Cornett, five for five, eleven Came points. Definitely the most important thing that's ever happened in Bobby's life. Uh, I needed this. Luke needed hundredth point of the night. Listen, I I accepted hundredth point of his career. I accepted all the criticism. I just had to sit back and hear it, and I, I was waiting for a game like this because this, yeah. is, this is what he's capable of. When you walked in, we talking about tonight? When you walked know. into the locker room, did you say to Luke, "We did it"? Hey, Luke, we did it. We have a cornet interview up. up on the uh, up on the YouTube channel, so <laughs> go check that out. Okay, we will. We'll check it to. out. Post game post game coverage coming up on our YouTube channel. We did it, Luke. Interview. <laughs> you know those. You know those like draft moments. You know, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, you, yeah like, you got eleven. It's got yeah. eleven points tonight. Yeah, I love you too. Shoot, <laughs> my guy. Yeah. Thank you guys oh in the chat again. Always, it's a fun chat, and I know you guys come out here and like. You know, take, taking shots at us, but uh, also chatting with each other. So it's always a good time. We appreciate you guys. Uh, we will see you guys uh, in, on uh, Monday.